Hello and welcome, fellow creatives. This podcast is dedicated to encouraging and inspiring you to keep creating. Thanks for joining us on this journey to explore all things creative. I'm Derek Wagner. And I'm Riley Peterson. And this is the Living Creativity Podcast. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Living Creativity Podcast. In this episode, we talk about finding inspiration, particularly from the source of everyday life. We hope you enjoy, and let's get to the show. What inspires you creatively? Uh, There's times where paintings inspire me. Oh, okay. Seeing a painting is like, wow. And I just get lost in the detail, oil paintings. Yeah, any paintings. The the dimensional ones where they are the multi- is it multimedia paintings where they have like different elements to it? That's fun. I love, yeah, love, love looking at those. Um, yeah, there's, I would say, like, dude, the most, the, I gotta say, like, the most inspiring thing is when people are sharing their process of how they came up with something, you know, creative. That's my favorite. Like, the behind the scenes looks, that's, Do that you, gets me all are, jazz. I'm just like, yeah. are you the guy that watches like, you You know, obviously with streaming, you don't have to have like a copy of your Blu-ray or DVD anymore, mm-hmm. but do you still try to like find all the, like on a movie you like, like watch all the behind the scenes or listen to the commentary? Yeah. You know, I, I don't do that as often as I probably should. I think I would probably start doing that. Yeah. Just like hitting the like, Oh, what, what are the director and the, whoever talking about? Like, yeah, I could see myself doing that. Yeah, I, I've done that on some of my favorite films, gone back and, you know, watch the movie with the commentary or just look at the, the behind the scenes deals, um, you know, how they how they did stuff. And it, it's so fun to see in movies, you know, how they accomplish certain things or, you know, what lines they totally ad libbed or, you know, things like that, yeah. what their process for for it is like. That's really exciting for me. Um, confession time. <laughs> I mentioned before, right? The best uh, trilogy of all time is Lord of the Rings. And <laughs> I've only, uh, I have the special edition, the extended edition copy. Do you? That's like uh, super long. However, surprising. I don't think I've ever gotten all the way through one of the um, commentaries on it. Really? I, so I'm obviously not a true nerd. I have failed. I'm disappointed. I'm I'm disappointed. <laughs> I feel inspired by this disappointment to go and waste all of my time watching those. Hey, <laughs> you can take disappointment and and turn it into something good, man. That that is totally a thing. I think that's yeah, that, that's more power to you. Do, yeah, go ahead. I well, I was just gonna ask: Have you ever been inspired by like a failure or by disappointment? Oh, yeah, for sure, absolutely. Okay, man. you got to tell me tell me like what that's what what that process is like for you. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I relate it mostly to my life in general, just making like just really stupid mistakes and, or just whatever. And being able to admit that it happened and admit my part in it and be like, okay, I own what I did. And then once that is established, it's like half the battle is like, right. Yes. Acknowledging that and, and taking responsibility for your part in that. And then the next 
battle is what am I going to do better or how, what would I do next time? And like, how am I going to change what I'm doing so that if I ever encounter this situation again, it can turn out better and not crappy like it did where I'm full of like regret and disappointment or whatever. So absolutely. That's, I would say that's, you can absolutely be inspired by disappointment and failure. And that's how I relate it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think that it depends on what you mean by failure. Okay. Right. Because I, I think I would have to start with that because if my, it depends on what my goal is. If my goal is, you know, write the best book ever and like one draft and be done with it, then I don't (laughs) think that there's going to be anything inspiring out of that failure because it's so defeating and it's so like all encompassing, but you know, it, it, it depends on what you're talking about, but if I'm trying to just write the best first draft that I can and inevitably I'm like going to come up short, you know, I'm it's not going to be as good as I'd like to, to have been or anything like that, but it's always, what's inspiring to me is seeing all of the, things that I missed in that first draft and going, Oh my gosh, I can, there's so much I can do with that. Yeah. Okay. You know, or, Oh, how could I overlook that? Now I can build that into the next draft, you know, that, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. So yeah. I think sometimes that's like a really great jumping off point for me in terms of like being inspired and, and finding a way forward. And, and that, you know, especially if, you know, you're just coming off of a big failure or a big disappointment or a big creative block that you've been in or something like that having the ability to look at that failure and, and figure out, Oh, Hey, where did I, you know, maybe drop the ball? Where did I miss this? You know, where, where could I have done better? Yeah. I get that. And then being able to take all of those things and not beat yourself over the head with them, but rather right. take them and use them as fodder for the next iteration of your process. Yeah. I mean, you're really, yeah. When you start looking at your, mistakes as failures you're just beating yourself up for no reason and 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 you mentioned you know like writing okay I'm, my first draft is going to be multi-million bestseller best the best story ever written and it's like i think managing your expectations is huge right there's yeah. there's that aspect to it but i mean just challenging yourself and and being able to say hey i'm going to write the best to my ability as i am now just like, you know, for me, music, right? It's like, I'm going to write the this song to the best of my abilities as I can to where I'm like, okay, yeah, I, I like it. I'm proud of it. Or I'm, I'm like, okay, I think this is good. And then as I've been doing lately, looking back on stuff from 10 years ago, and I'm like, I would change that. I can see where, yeah. the, you know, not, I see the, the hole there, you know, like you're talking about I mean, with your, your first draft, there's holes in your story where you're like, man, how did I not see that before? And how you can like fill it up with something that's going to actually promote the storyline. Yeah. So if I look back on the music that I've made in the past and I'm like, man, I, that's, those are failures. Then I, I don't get to take, I, I like don't get to, like you're saying, utilize them and repurpose them into today to learn and grow and be like, I want to develop into a better musician and to develop into a better writer or a better artist. So yeah, that's, that's, that's what I want to say about that. 
Yeah. No, that's that's awesome. I I just love the idea of like taking the something that you could perceive as having been a failure and flipping it on its head and say, okay, no, what can I learn from this? And what are all the things that, that weren't failures in here? Or, or rather than it being a failure, what were the things that were just missed opportunities or, mm-hmm. you know, areas where I missed the mark and being able to, to grab those and elevate those, you know, for your next go around. Because if you're, I, I think one of the most inspiring things about creativity is the idea that, you know, you don't just do it once and call it good. It's like this ongoing, ever-changing yep. process, you know, and you're not locked into your process either. Like you can be inspired to change it. You can be inspired to say, hey, you know, actually this doesn't work for me anymore. It, it, it you know, prevents me from, from being properly inspired to create. It prevents me from doing the best work that I can do. And so being able to, I think, modify it and, and follow that, that kind of muse, that sense of inspiration as you go, I think that is a really big deal for creatives. Yeah, that's a cool point. I like that. Yeah, it's like you never you never arrive. Yeah, I would say that's I can relate with that. It's like you never make it to where you're like, man, I've like I've reached the pinnacle of my creativity. I don't know if that's even like you never stop. Yeah. Like maybe you reach a pinnacle because oh, I a popularity or whatever, but I don't think you're ever I don't think if it's a lifelong it's a lifelong journey. Yeah. Yeah. I love the idea of thinking about it as a journey too. Um, one of my favorite authors is Brandon Sanderson, uh, mm-hmm. epic fantasy author extraordinaire. Um, and in his series, uh, Stormlight Archive, one of the the oaths that the Knights Radiant speak, and it is the let's see, it says life before death, strength before weakness, journey before destination. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, the other two may be a little bit can be conceived as a little bit obvious, but you know, the journey before destination, I think that's like just super important to bear in mind and for life in general, but like for creative people in particular, because so much of it is geared towards, you know, I want to have a book in my hand to hold that I've written, or I want to have, you know, the ability to press play and hear a song that I've written and, you know, orchestrated or, you know, whatever yeah be able to play that back and listen to it and have people hear it and recognize it and say wow good job you know but like so much of the joy in creating is in the process of it of creating you know the process of sitting down and writing or, or struggling through the hard days and and so i think remembering that and staying fully engaged in the journey Mm. not just being so goal oriented that you're looking down the road at, you know, Oh, when I get this book published or, you know, when I have this album made and you know, whatever happens with that happens, it's like, that's all fine and great. But if I think that one of the, if you want to be able to do creativity, whatever that means for you, if you're a painter, um, you know, even if I think, I think it's even if you're, you know, like me, a stay at home parent, or you're a business person. It's like, you have to recognize that that journey aspect of it is extremely crucial. Oh yeah. Because if you just have your eyes hyper-focused on the goal and achieving the goal, then it can come at the expense of all of the things that you need to get there. Mm. You know, it's related back to writing. If I'm so focused on just like getting the, you know, book in my hand, then I can miss a lot along the way of opportunities to 
elevate the book and make it as best as it can possibly be, or, you know, go through and make edits that would, you know, make it more readable or more consumable or, you know, those types of things, you know? Um, so I think, I think being able to pull back and enjoy the journey of it, um, there's a lot of inspiration to be found in there. Mm. I think if you just have eyes to see that. That's good, man. I think that's really cool. And, you know, you said enjoy the journey. And I think that's, I think that's crucial as well. Being inspired or getting filled up with the joy of the journey. Because if you're so focused, and I've, I know this, I relate this to my own life where I'm so focused on once I get to this point, then I'm going to like, I'm going to be content or happy. Right. And, and it's like, man, I missed out on so many opportunities to just enjoy life the way it was then. Yeah. You know, I was so, so consumed with, oh, got to get the next whatever and then the next whatever. Like it was just this. And then, and then when I did get the thing that I was always like, so, you know, I really want this next thing. And then it's like, I got it. And then it's like, but then that longing is like, it wasn't satisfying. It wasn't, it wasn't like, okay, I've, you know, like I finally have made it and now I can, can chill and just enjoy. And it's like, no, there had to be another thing to go after. And it was like yeah. living in the future and not living in the present. And I'm sure there's people who are, who struggle with living in the past. Oh, definitely. Right? Where they're yeah, just like, oh one. yeah, back in, back when I could have, you know, like I back in high school ball and I could have been, you know, could have been a professional athlete but my didn't break my leg or you know what i mean like yeah like that I, I think that even for me sometimes i can get a little bit wrapped up in that because you know i listened back to our album that we recorded you know back in senior year of high school for me right and that was so much there was so much fun with that and it was a, a highly creative time and it was an exciting time and yeah the the fact that I have that to like, not only to think back on, but I can actually listen to it. It can be sometimes really easy to, to just, you know, think back of like, Oh, you know, these are my best days or like, you know, if I only I could go back there, right, or, yeah. you know, whatever, but yeah. Bearing in mind the present, the journey, mm -hmm. right. And, and finding contentment within that because there's just so much happening while we're busy focusing our attention elsewhere. Yep. You know, like, and it, it I, I probably tend to be a little bit more like forward thinking in my, you know, concerns, you know, oh, am I going to be able like, I, I related a, a whole lot with what you said about, you know, oh, once I can just do this, like, then I'll be happy. If I can do this, then I'll be happy, mm -hmm. you know, for, for a long time before I, I think settled back into creativity it was like, oh, I, I think that once I can, you know, get into this college, I'll be happy. And once I can, right, you know, get this into this career, major, I'll be happy. Yeah. You know, and you're constant and the goalposts constantly shift. And mm -hmm. and I think that's, by the way, just a super normal and natural part of being a human, because I think that we're always just kind of looking for another goal as yeah. people, you know, yeah, we're goal oriented creatures. Great. That's it is a one of the main modes by which we are able to find meaning for our lives is by mm -hmm. orienting ourselves towards goals that are like inspirational to us or meaningful to us yeah. and then pursuing those and, and, and making progress towards those goals. So I think it's a totally normal thing, but I think we can also become captured by the pursuit of the goal. Yeah. 
And I think that's something creatively to, to avoid as well, you know, like, Oh, if once I'll be able to, to paint this landscape picture or, um, yeah. you know, once, once I'm able to sell this many, uh, drawings or, you know, this many albums, this many books, you know, you can, there's so many different ways to quantify it and so many different ways to kind of stamp like a, you know, if this, then this type of yeah, goal the, the onto if, it. Then statements. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Those if then statements, those are, those are the ones that, Oh, they can really get you. Yeah. But yeah. So I, th- I think that really the important thing for me and what I've taken away from, you know, going through this is, is learning to be content because, you know, like what, what one of my goals is to get my work published, get my books published. And I'm always thinking about that and moving towards that. But yet, you know, if, if I'm not paying attention to where I'm at, you know, like I'm going to miss the trees because I'm so focused on the forest, you know, yes. it's like yeah. my, my scope of, vi- of vision is just far too wide and I need to narrow it down and pay attention to what's happening in front of me. And oftentimes that's, if I'm not careful, it can come at the expense of like my family, yeah. you know, being intentional with my family and making sure I'm like giving attention to my kids and my wife and the the other my friends and other people in my life that I want to give that attention to, you know? So I, it, it really is something I think to, to bear in mind and be careful with. Absolutely. And want to show the, or talk about the opposite spectrum where you have people who are so focused on the present that I don't, I mean, I assume these people are, or there's people like that that are out there where they're so consumed in the present that they can't think um, ahead. Like they can't think about the future or like, Hey, you know, so wrapped up in the moment that I can't even think logically about what the consequence is going to be for my action. Now, does that make sense? You're like definitely living yeah. for the living for the for the for the weekend or whatever. Like I'm living for yeah, this moment and that's lost all I'm in the moment, about. Right? Yeah. And I think that's pretty precarious and dangerous place to live too. Where you're yeah. like, man, I have no I don't really have any goals. I don't really have any anything that I'm trying to shoot for. I'm just enjoying the here and now. And yeah. Like, man, that can be a fun place to be for a time and under the right circumstances. But I think that there, yeah, there's a lot of danger in that. And I mean, to relate it back to, to creativity, right? Like, and I, again, comes with the caveat of, it depends on what your goal is. It depends on like, why are you creating? Like for me, it's twofold. It's, I love it and I want to do it because it's life giving to me. But also the second part of that is. Hey, like, I don't feel bad. I wouldn't feel bad about being able to monetize it, you know, being able to, to make a living off of that. You know, I think that's every creative person's dream. And I think it's kind of weird that a lot of times we have like a bit of an aversion to the idea of, you know, earning money for our creative work, but you know, something of as creative people, we should maybe try to get over a little bit, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, but yeah, I think that creatively, if your goal, if you do have those goals, but you're not bearing them in mind and you're just so focused on, you know, I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to write and see what happens and, you know, not have any structure to it or Mm -hmm. not really think about, you know, is, is what I'm writing now aligning with my goal? Like, is it marketable? Is it something that I'm going to be able to be proud of at the end of this? Or am I just, you know, sitting in this kind of experimentation or whatever? 
you know, like those are things to consider if, if you're too, you know, not, you're so busy looking at the trees that you can't see the forest, Mm -hmm. you know, to, to flip the metaphor. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think that's really good. And, and I guess this kind of relates back to the, the other, uh, episode we made about being, being able to be flexible and being adaptable, but also having structure and learning how to balance that. Yeah. Because, and I feel like this is kind of along the same lines. It's like, man, you should have goals, but you shouldn't get consumed by the goals, but, and you should live in the present, but you shouldn't live too much in the present because then that's a dangerous place to live and exist. And you got to have both in balance. And yeah, I just, yeah, that's really good. I think that's important. I think that's important for life. And I think that's important for your creative domain, wherever it is you're working in to be able to kind of navigate that space, you know, intelligently and know what you need to do in order to best serve your creativity. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I wanted to, to ask Riley. Yeah. The topic of cultivating curiosity as it relates to creativity. Like, what do you, what do you think about that? Because I think that being curious and staying curious and, Mm -hmm. and cultivating just a curious nature is super important for, for me as a creative. I think it's important for a lot of people who are creative, but particularly for me, I've like, I think one of the things (laughs) I think back to high school, I had a, a, a psychology teacher in high school that, um, I think kind of woke me up in a way to like looking at life with more depth Mm. and, and prompted me to kind of do that. And then it sounds kind of stupid to be honest, but in a lot of ways, I remember just kind of having lots of questions about like, wait a minute, like why are the things around me that I take for granted the way that they are, you know, and being curious just about that. It's like, it opened up a whole new world to me, you know? It opened up a lot of questions that I wanted answers to and there I'd go and research and sometimes it would be more just like, because, you know, I'm, I'm interested in science to a degree. And so I'd want to go like figure out, like, Hey, they can terms of why, what's the science behind why these certain phenomena are the way that they are. Yeah. But you know, also that curiosity I've found a lot of, benefit as a writer from just being curious you know um Mm. you know i'm just curious about like this idea for like you know if i'm writing a book with magic like huh okay like what would happen if this property of physics didn't exist i don't know well you know and and then you you run with it and see what happens and you just i think it's allowing yourself to be curious and and not not just to be curious because I think curiosity can kind of come and go just like inspiration can. Absolutely. But cultivating like a, a mindset of creativity. So like that, that was a long rambling version of what do you think about that? <laughs> no, that's a great question. So there was, I heard this on an interview with mute maths, former drummer, Darren King, and he was ascribing and I really resonated with it where he was describing a moment where, you know, they're together as a band and, you know, somebody's playing something and they're listening to it. And it's just like, OK, this sounds it's kind of got something, but it's not quite there. And he said the best two words you can use before you say anything 
about changing what's going on is what if mm. because it's open-handed and it's like it's not you know hey that sounds stupid let's do this instead or yeah that doesn't sound good let's do this and it's like because because when you're approaching with what if you like what if we went this direction or what if we tried restructuring that lick so i think that's really important in terms of whenever you're exploring and you're getting into a place where you're like you know what if we did this what if we went that direction um or what if i go that direction cuz i'm natural i'm naturally a pretty curious person i would say i'm very curious i want to understand how things work and why they why they work the way they work. So I'm I'm naturally inclined that, to that degree. And yeah, there's definitely moments when I'm writing and working on a song where I ask myself like, okay, I and you're like, man, I know this sounds kind of silly, but what if I tried putting this in here? And even though I I know it's probably not going to sound good and I know it's probably going to just be like like this doesn't work at all, but I'm just going to try it. Just because I'm curious. I'm curious to know how this is going to turn out. And half the time, it really doesn't. Like, yeah, I was right. Like, it does not work. It's just crap, right? And then there's some times where I hear it and I'm like, I, well, you know, it doesn't fit there, but I could see it fitting over here. I could see that right. actually working on over here in it. I could see it tying into the end and, or, you know, the outro or, you know, something along those lines. And I think it's so crucial to be curious. Have you ever had one of those experiences when you're, you know, investigating like, hey, what if I just take this piece that I've got in my head and put it here instead? And maybe it doesn't work, but there is something in there that like points you in a new direction that yeah. you wouldn't have thought of had you not done that. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. I've totally had those moments. Yeah. Wow. It's like, yeah, I that's so cool. Don't know. And it, but it, it will like project me into this like, well, let's focus on more on this. Because that sounds actually kind of cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. I, I relate it to to my writing and like with my writing group. Um, sometimes you'll be getting a critique and, you know, hey, I don't think that what you have works. What if you did this instead? And I find that for me, I can be a little bit protective over my writing. You know, yeah. my story like, well, I, I had it written this way for a reason. Right. But what I try my best to do is recognize that hey i'm in this group because these are people that care about the story that i'm writing too yeah they care about me and they want me to succeed as a writer and my yeah. story to succeed so i should take that seriously and be open to hearing what they have to say and and, and really considering it and sometimes it's it's been through some of the advice or the what-ifs that i've gotten from my writing group that have totally put me on the right track for the novel when it turned out I maybe it wasn't working before, mm. you know, I, I, th this scene, I was, I was really struggling with it and I didn't know what to do with it. But even though, you know, I, I don't know, I, 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 it's hard sometimes to just take that critique, Yeah. but sometimes just being open to that. What if, you know, <laughs> I have this image in my head of like, all, like our creative work, whatever it is, is like this puzzle. And mm -hmm. I'm not, I don't, I don't love puzzles. I'll be honest with you. Oh, I get no. frustrated with puzzles sometimes. My yeah, wife, we, she we, kills puzzles. We can't, we can't be friends, dude. No, <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> I'll, I'll do puzzles, but what'll happen is I'll sit there and stare at the puzzle for way too long oh. while you're just 
killing it. You're just, you're oh, just no. going to go through and, and murder like, the puzzle. And I'm just like, watching. I can't figure this out. And I mm. think that this is the problem, right? Is sometimes you just have to pick up a piece, even if it, hey, it probably doesn't fit, but I'm going to just try it. Right. You know, and you just see if it fits. Mm -hmm. Um, I think oftentimes when I've done that, both with an actual puzzle and, and with writing or, or, you know, whatever creative thing I'm doing, sometimes even if it's doesn't seem likely to work, it's like, just do the thing, you know, don't just turn it over in your head. Don't just, you know, yeah. sit here and wonder what if so actually let that, what if come to life yes you know write the scene that you weren't sure about or or you know what if you played the riff this way riley oh, i don't know maybe i maybe i shouldn't do that i don't i don't i really like the riff this other way well i'm not saying you have to have it that way riley like just play it once like this yeah let it you know be willing to do that yeah let it actually materialize or yes let it lit like let it come out um what's the word manifest it bro. yeah Doggone it. <laughs> <laughs> let it manifest. Let, let it, manifest. it manifest. Yeah. Like, let it well, out. And I think that there's something real about that too, because I don't know. For, I have this weird, it's like, it's like, I don't want to be stupid. You know, mm. I don't want to get it wrong. I don't want to do the dumb thing. But like part of, I think creativity is being a little bit dumb, you know, because you have to put something out there yeah, and it's right. going to be dumb at first because especially when you're first getting started, Gosh, yeah. you don't know what you're doing. Right. And even if you're a seasoned veteran who's been writing for 50 years or, you know, you've, you've written like three, you know, platinum level albums or whatever, mm -hmm. like at some point you're going to sit down and write and you're going to write something stupid, but you're never going to write the, the next thing that's better than the stupid thing that, you're, that you wrote if you didn't write the stupid thing first. Yeah, that's interesting. Like you can't bypass, you can't bypass no. it. Like you have to travel through that. That's yeah. really interesting. I've never heard it described that way, but that makes a lot of sense. Like you're not going to be able to get to that, like really awesome, you know, writing out this really awesome scene until you just write out this crappy scene first. Exactly. That's so yeah. interesting. Well, and, uh, you know, to yeah. go back to some of the, the basic, you know, kind of like day one advice that a lot of new writers will get online from other more seasoned writers will just say, you know, should I go back and, and edit as I write or should I just write? I'm worried about it not being good. You know, it's, it's like not gonna be give good. yourself permission to just write a really bad first draft. Yeah. You know, it's going to be. Crap. And I, I guess and, it comes with the caveat yeah. of like, don't if you're trying to intentionally just make it crap, no, then yeah. like, don't do that. But like, give it a, your best effort. But also, like, you know, just let go of the expectations of it being good. Yeah. You know, it's probably not going to be. But what, what you're going to do is you're going to find something in it. Yes. That is going to inspire you and that you're going to want to run with. Yeah. And that's fun and that's exciting. And that's how you build those first, those, those crappy first drafts out to decent second drafts and good third drafts and better fourth drafts. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, if, if anyone had told me that I'd be writing the sixth draft to my novel right now, then I would have laughed at him and then decided not to write, but yeah, here I am. So yeah, cause you don't realize, <laughs> especially when you're going through like your first stages of it, how much trial and error there really is to figuring out your craft. Wow. That's cool, dude. I mean, so I'm in, I'm in a process right now where I'm collaborating with a, an old friend. Um, he lives in Michigan. Shout out to Ryan. 
and he's a so yeah he played this guitar part and i'm literally yeah like i had there's a guitar part and i'm like cool like i gotta i'm gonna come up with like a melody I, i'm gonna come up with something because i couldn't think of anything lyrically and i'm just like okay i'm just gonna come up with a melody and so i'm i'm at walgreens and i'm waiting for them to f fill a prescription and so they're like oh it's gonna be like 20 minute wait 50 minute wait so i'm like well i guess now's a good time for me to kind of start playing around with this so i listening to this the guitar part on my head on my phone and i'm literally walking around the building because it was a windy day <laughs> and i'm walking around the building so i can hear it better and i'm like literally standing in front of trash cans of of walgreens and i just listen to it listen to it and it starts like oh i I hear this like I'm so I start singing a part and it just sounds like crap. I'm like, nope, don't like it, you know, and I keep going and keep doing it and I'm starting to have a melody and, I'm, and it was for the course. I'm like, OK, I think I think I got a melody for the verse and the course now. And I go home and I'm I'm sitting. I have a free moment and I'm sitting in our living room and I'm staring at our cat and I literally just sang a song about the cat and not knowing what to, what to be able to write and the cat has yellow eyes and you know what I mean? And I'm like, I'm just saying like just random stuff. It's crap. Like it's not, it's not very good, but it helped me to actually hear the melody and be like, I like how that sounds. I like how it's working with the guitar and it helped me to get to understand where the song was going to go because of that. Wow. That's so cool. And that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Right. It's like you have to just almost like be willing to just be dumb, you know, like be willing to just sound a little silly exactly. or write something bad. And you can pull from that the good things, you know, separate the wheat from the chaff, as they say. Right. Yes. For so, sure. yeah, I, I just think that's that's so interesting. So cool. I wanted to move on to this other idea. Um, You know, the like, how do you when you're consuming other content or just pulling from like your everyday life like like how do you i guess how do you bridge that gap between um what am i trying to say here let's get this right yeah so basically i'm i'm trying to get to that idea of like cultivating inspiration and curiosity by being intentional and open with what you're consuming and pulling from everyday life right yeah. um like i think maybe we talked a little bit about this before like mm -hmm. in terms of like being intentional about like what you're consuming. Yeah. Um, some things that, that you'll, I think consume aren't necessarily good for you creatively. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, you know, we, if ta if we talked about it in the last episode, you know, what, yeah. What are you allowing into your, you know, into your person? And one of the things I thought of was, you know, how you got to be a good gatekeeper. Like mm. you're responsible for what you allow into your, through your eyes and through your ears and whatever. Uh, you've got to be a good gatekeeper so that you're feeding your soul good stuff and not depriving it or feeding it stuff that, you know, creates this chaos or, you know what I mean? Like that, that, that yeah. drains you. Um, I think that is like, I say that first because I think it's, 
almost just as important to keep certain things away as it is to consume other things. It's like, it's really, it's really important for me to eat fruits and vegetables and protein. Um, but it's also really good for me to withhold on candy and too much sugary drinks. And you know what, does that make sense? Like, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. There's just, the things that are like the, the, the things that are good for you and that, that cultivate inspiration within you. And then there are things that diminish it. Yeah. And so I think being able to be attuned to what those things are, I think that's important, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think that being intentional, being a good gatekeeper, that's a really good way of thinking about it. I think because I mean, at the end of the day, the only person who can oversee those things is you. So yeah. you want to be intentional about it. Yeah. And I th- I think that, you know, relating it to the curiosity thing, like being able to like for me as a writer, right? It's it's like th- that's the common trope or the meme is like the writer that like, oh, is he going to put me in his book or whatever? Or like something <laughs> yeah. that I said, is it going to be in his book? <laughs> um, and the answer is obviously yes. Anything that you say can and will be used against you in my book. <laughs> so, <laughs> you heard it from Derek Wagner. <laughs> yep. Every Any writer who tells you that they're not using you in your book, they're just lying. They're lying. They're lying straight <laughs> to your face. Don't believe them. Straight to your face. Um. <laughs> Yeah, no, but it's it's interesting because I think that sometimes there are moments in like your everyday life where you can find inspiration and be uh have opportunities to like, you know, pull something from everyday life and use it as fodder for your uh your creative domain whatever it is that you're doing. For me, if I'm writing and I see something like some, you know, one of the things that I found to be really useful for me is to learn uh a lot of psychology yeah. because I mean, I think storytelling is just like psychology played out. Um, you know, characters on the page doing things because of how they're psychologically built and, and yeah, just seeing that play out, it's interesting. Um, so that being said, you know, sometimes just seeing certain things and, and like people that I know, everyday people, um, and thinking like, Hmm, like what if, you know, that's when the curiosity comes to play, like, Oh, what if that, but in my book and maybe a little different, like you twisted or something. Yeah. 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 So I would say for me, every in everyday life, there's stories, man. Hearing people's stories and hearing their journeys, yeah, is is what I find like. Oh wow, I, yeah. Honestly, a lot of a lot of even lyrically, what I write, it's always like this: taking it from someone else's, like take it from my own perspective or someone else's perspective and their story on like, or trying to see it from their perspective and writing about it that way. I. I would say that's got to be, that's where I pull from in terms of everyday life is hearing people's, you know, situations and stories. And and I think about my own and how, how things used to be and how they are now in my own life. And, um, yeah, cause even the, the song that I'm trying to work on with Ryan, it's, I'm kind of I'm actually in the middle in between because I'm like I'm writing it because I I've lived and I can relate right like I'm living out reliving that time of my life but at the same point it seems like it's almost in a third person like it's a it's a a different character too I'm kind of split about it like it's me but it's also could be someone else and so I don't know how to really 
I have, it's like, I haven't decided who it's, I haven't fully committed to whether it's like, this is my perspective and just write it out or be like, there's this, it's this character and I'm writing it, but I can relate to so many things of it, of that person's yeah. story. So yeah. And it, and, and I think for me lately, it's just the matter of working through uncomfortable position, you know, like feelings and going through just going through the the normal well what the the song's about just like going through the motions of everyday life waiting for your fantasy dream to become a reality and it it just isn't happening and you just keep waiting for it to happen and it never does so and how actually in the end that's probably better (laughs) it's probably better (laughs) that it didn't happen because you'd be you know pretty lost or whatever so anyway there's um at some point we'll we can talk more about that and once i kind of have it all um once i have it ironed out more yeah once once that's all worked out we'll uh you know make it available for for listeners then we'll do like a full breakdown oh yeah that'd be fun that'd be fun Actually, and that's actually something that'd be kind of cool. I don't know if it's something maybe our listeners would enjoy as us listening to a song and breaking it down, being like, okay, let's like anybody's song. It can be any song. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'd be really yeah, fun. Definitely. So, so if you're uh, wanting to send us a message or, or drop an answer in the Q&A for this one, let us know what, uh, whether or not that would be a good idea or whatever. Uh, if there, if you have any other idea for, you know, content that you'd like to hear from us, yeah. you know, let us know. Yeah, absolutely. We are more than willing to adapt and adjust as what you guys want. Like we're totally open to that. Yeah. So in ter- this is this is the uh, the collaborative effort of the creative process yeah. here. Join us, please. Join us on our journey. That's right. <laughs> of living creativity. <laughs> that sounds so familiar. <laughs> Wait a minute. So I really liked uh, that we went over what it looks like to, you know, what we consume. I think that's really cool. Also, really important what we keep out, you know, being gatekeepers. And that this process, and it's a lifelong journey. I think that's awesome. Um, how we, you know, going over, talking about like how we get so, we can get so consumed with the goal or we can get so consumed with the present. And learning how to balance that and just always being curious. I think that's so important and always cultivating yeah. that. I think that's really good. And, you know, trying to pull from everyday life and what that looks like, I think is totally different for every person. Um, yeah. And, you know, managing, managing our expectations and, oh yeah, I, I, I didn't get to say this before cause I got, we got, carried away but one of the things that my dad has told me and i has it's as i've lived my life i've realized that wow this is so true uh failure is failure when you give up Mm. yeah yeah and i think that completely relates to what we've been talking about because man if if you write out a first draft or you like throw your, you know, weird idea into your, your phone and you're like, well, that's crap. I failed. Delete. I'm, you know, I just deleted it all and just whatever. Erase the word document. I'm done. 
it's like you you stunted you stopped what could have been an incredible song or an incredible uh, book or an incredible painting or whatever right anything that you're working on you could have you you halted and stopped an incredible business that you are about to develop because you threw away the first you know idea and it's like we we yeah we we can't see those as failures and it's like it's necessary in order to get to the good stuff and it's a journey and it's lifelong and there's some points where you're gonna hit where you're like wow this actually is complete and it's done and then you kind of move on to the next thing right and absolutely yeah so i think that's really critical to remember and to keep that in mind the long term it's a lifelong journey absolutely yeah no i i relate to that 100 percent. and I, I love you know just talking about drawing inspiration from everyday experiences and staying curious mm-hmm. because i think there's a lot of inspiration to be found in those curious moments you know those what if questions i love that framing every you know framing those things as what ifs i think that's really really helpful for me so thanks for such a fun talk man yeah. this is awesome yeah, i feel inspired fun. like if i wasn't super tired right now <laughs> i would no. just go sit down and write if it wasn't 11 o'clock at night yeah jeez, <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome man hey creatives so we've been getting some feedback from our listeners and i thought that it would be really neat to be able to take their feedback and stories and share them with you So without further ado, here is some feedback from our listener, Callie. Listening to this podcast is a good reminder to set aside time for creativity. It inspires me to get back into writing, which I haven't done for quite a lot of time. I also have thought about creativity as a whole, and yes, it certainly relates to music, writing, and art, but it also is endless. Creativity can be expressed in your life As you parent your children, go into your daily job or routine, approach life. It's endless. I think that's what I've gotten out of this podcast so far, is that creativity is unique to each individual and can be approached in many ways. You don't have to be a musician, an artist, or a writer to find it. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Living Creativity Podcast. We hope you found value in today's discussion and are feeling inspired to live out your creative life. Don't forget to check out the show notes for links to any resources we may have mentioned and to join our Discord community where you can connect with other creatives. We'd love to hear from you, so if you have any ideas or feedback you'd like to leave us, you can drop it in the appropriate channel on the Discord server or you can send us an email at livingcreativitypodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to support us, the best way to do so is by leaving a rating and review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening from. Thanks again, and as always, keep creating.